Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Breakfast on SEN. Breakfast on SEN. Phil Davis in the house for Sammy Edmund. I was nearly blown away by a performance from an Australian that we should be paying more attention to. Yesterday, Australian Pat Tin and ran 207.45 for the marathon in Houston, which is the second fastest marathon time by an Australian ever behind another good friend of the show, Brett Robinson. To tell us all about it is a gun runner himself, 214 marathon man, host of an excellent podcast called The Inside Running Podcast and a businessman owns a running company. I think it's at Geelong now, but correct me if I'm wrong. Julian Spence is his name. Jules, thanks for your time. Hey, guys, how are you? Yep, in Geelong. In Geelong, beautiful. And I neglected to mention coach of another elite Aussie, Ellie Pashley, who is trying to qualify for the Olympics as well. Um, can you tell us about Pat's performance yesterday and whether that surprised you? Uh, look, it, it didn't surprise me, but it, it did bring a smile to my face because Pat is hes a bit of a mysterious kind of guy. He, he trains and lives in the US. We don't really see him back outside of maybe the Zatapec 10K each year. And he's very quiet on social media. You don't see his training. So when he races, you're, you're, you're always in for a surprise. And, and he's, he's a genuinely good guy. He's, a, he's a, a real sort of man of the people. He's always up for a chat with us on our podcast. Uh, mm. And he, he kind of, it looked like he got what he deserved. Mate, the, the, the 209 barrier has been, it's been a barrier, hasn't it, for, for some time. And a lot of Aussie men have tried to crack it, but have been unable to do it. But it feels like there's been some significant breakthroughs. We'll get to, to the female and the ladies shortly and what they've recently done. But why has that 209 mark been so hard? Oh, I, th- I think it's like once you hit it, the floodgates open. Once someone does it who you compete against and you consider yourself an equal to, then the barrier is sort of lifted and there's, there's no mental block there. It was like when the first sub-four-minute mile was mm. run um, it, and then the floodgates opened there and I think they had 10 within a year of sub-four miles. Um, so it's the, it's the same sort of thing here. And like you mentioned, the ladies, the men are looking across and seeing things happen that, that we never expected to happen. And I think the ceiling's just been lifted. You do a segment called Moose on the Loose on your podcast. It's not dissimilar to sort of the volcano style where I erupt on, on Sunday mornings on the Sunday footy show, and I love it. One of your bugbears is the shoe conversation, and I know you're sick of it because you deal with it most days, but for the average person out there going, well, it's the shoes. This is the reason they're running so much faster. It's the shoes, whether it's fair or unfair. Can I have your quick 30-second take on why this frustrates you so much? Well, the sport's progressing, and every sport progresses, whether it's technology or rules. 
and we seem to be the only one with with dinosaurs still involved in in the media and commentary <laughs> who are telling us that oh this is not real results this is just fake fake performances and it disrespects the athletes totally because they yeah. are performing better than the older athletes well, and, Julia, I've seen those you, shoes. They're great shoes, Kane. Have you worn them, Phil? No, not yet. The boys run those 2Ks, and I think that's why they beat me by so much, yeah. the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but, Julian, you have to tell me, obviously, done a lot of running in my time, but nothing at this end. How hard is it to actually design a running program for an elite marathon runner that wants to run that sort of sub-210 marathon? Oh, well, look, he, tra- he has professional coaches. He's part of a group called Puma Elite Running, and... It's just—it's not so much a program designed just for the marathon, but it's—it's it's the last five to ten years of what he's been doing that culminates in this. There's no short-term sort of fixes for running, and it's all about being super patient and being able to link years and years of training. And that's how he got to this point. It wasn't just a magical eight-week training block. It was the mm. last five to ten years that he's dealt with injuries, setbacks, poor performances, winters in North Carolina. Like it's. It, that's why it's so brilliant to see someone get a result like this. Well, because I did see, obviously being 29 years old, you know, it's a lot of kilometres in those legs, but that is a massive advantage in, in marathon running is that that base underneath him. And will he only get better from here? Like where's where's the peak of his career, do you think? How much faster can he go and when will that be? He, he can go much faster. So you need to learn the marathon. This is only his second marathon and it's a, it is very much a learned race. There's a lot of things that happen out on the marathon course that you cannot uh, simulate in training and you cannot practice for. And, and you learn that through it, through like competing. And given his second, it's only his second race, I'd say his best race might be three or four races from now, even longer. Julian Spence is with us. He's a, he's a gun Australian marathon runner in his own right. And he's also the coach of, of Ellie Pashley, who filled in for you on the podcast last week. And I, look, it was a, a, a definitely an upgrade. She was she was magnificent on, on your work, Jules. But take us through the female aspect of marathon running in this country because it has never been better. And is it daunting for someone like Ellie who is chasing these girls down to get a time for the Olympics? Yeah, we're, we're producing athletes now that are running times that only a couple have ever done in the past. And it's all happening at once. Um, so Eloise Wellings, she ran 2.25 at Valencia. And I think she, she was the, the fourth Australian home. Now, that was been an automatic Olympic spot years ago, and now she doesn't make the team at the moment. Um, and so it, it is unprecedented what we're seeing. For someone like Ali, who had to watch that at home, um, knowing that she was supposed to be in the race being injured, really difficult for her. But she's run faster 10K times than all of those girls. Um, so she's got the confidence that, um, that there's, there's no reason that if they can do it, that, that she can't do it. Mm, take us through the training. She was sort of saying that it's been an adjustment in the mindset to, to chase this and uh, the average kilometres that you're running when you're doing your marathon sessions, about 3.23, I think she was saying, which is a couple of seconds quicker than, than previously. The balance, and Phil touched on it, between injury but, but also chasing, um, I mean, these crazy times. Yeah, so the Olympics is like the, the ultimate in our sport. It only comes along every four years. And... It, so we're treating it like that. Like it's a bit of an all or nothing shot. At, she's going to run a Sarka marathon and yeah. that's in about six weeks and everything, everything's been thrown at it. So we are trying a few things that maybe borderline on the more risky uh, rather than the safer, the safer path, which we've often done in the past just to try to avoid those injuries. So we're running a bit further on the long runs. We're doing a bit 
more faster paces just to try to prepare herself for what she's going to have to have a crack at because there's no point going there and running conservative. So she's, um, she's going to take a few risks and we'll see how it goes. Now, you live on the coast. We'll let you go. I can hear you're probably ready to go for your run this morning. Just, just I'm finally, on my run, you, mate. Oh, you're, you're on your run. That's oh, how fit he is. Well, he's, I honestly thought you might have been dawdling. Radio <laughs> interview, and he's on his run. Favourite running spot in the country at the moment? You live on the coast. Well, what's your favourite? Yeah, it's Anglesey. It's the surf coast down here. It, it is a mecca. Like, this, there's dirt roads out the back. There's cliff-top tracks. It's actually the best spot in the world to run, not just Australia. <laughs> The best spot in the world down at Anglesey. Hard to deny that beautiful part of the world. Hey, mate, appreciate your time. Always generous with it. Check out the Inside Running podcast this week. Sign up to Patreon and support the guys. Brad and Brady do a magnificent job. And good luck preparing Ellie for her crack at the Olympics. Thanks for covering running, fellas. He's a ripper, Julian Spence. Uh, yesterday or the day before in, in Houston, Australian Pat Tin. And now you remember Pat from the last Olympics. Mm. He ran a 10K and was flying and on the last lap sort of um, crashed a little bit crashed down. So the thing I loved about him was that he always put it all out there yeah. and had a real crack and left nothing in the tank. It was always frustrating in pre-season training, Phil, where those players would take it easy for the first eight reps and then the last two. They'd... Yeah, they were the worst. <laughs> no, I, remember, I, remember, I won't use his name, but I, I, won't, I just left uh, a friend of mine was at the Crows and a new player just showed up and they were doing 150s. And yep. my and my mate it was Dave McKay. And he's like a like a beautiful runner. He was he's so nice. and he was glided. great. At one fifties, he just glided. Yeah. And so he's at the front in all of them. And I think they did a lot. Anyway, he was there. And, you know, he's in the top two or three with Van Berle and the like. And they're going, going. He goes. He didn't. He goes. You wouldn't believe it, Phil. And I was like, oh, what happened? He goes. Got beaten on the last one. I said, oh, who was it? Was it VB? And he goes, no, it was someone that was at the back for the first fourteen. And um, <laughs> I got taught very much at the start that you do not. You do not win the last one unless you've been near the front for all of them because it exactly means right. it's like finishing a 2K or a 3K with a really strong stride. No one likes that. I always got told that at the old uni loop in Adelaide, run a 3K like it's 2.2 and you'll somehow get the last 800 metres done. Um, Hang on. And that, that was awful, always awful. But, yeah, do not come home quickly. That's why that the tin and run was um, – Amazing, because yeah. you can't you can't win it if you're not there, you know. And he gave himself every chance. All right, guesses off the temper text: oh four double three nine out eleven sixteen. Who was the Adelaide Crows player that was at the back for the first fourteen <laughs> and then stormed home to beat David McKay in the last one fifty? Send them through on the temper text. Your new temper pro is the most adaptive mattress, and it's here. It's a mattress like no other. And don't forget to just drive through and get yourself a barista made ice cold drive through. Uh, coffee from your local McCafe today. Plenty more coming up in the last hour of SEM Breakfast this morning.